unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Now please welcome your no-excuses coach, Mr. Christopher Roush. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you are at your place for the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. You are welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Whether you guys are watching us live on the video cast or you're listening to us on the replay of the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here each and every week. You guys know that you are my misfits for life. I love you guys and appreciate you so much. And already we have some amazing people in the house. Lynn Serrano, my sister from another mister. We just did a live show. I was the guest host uh, for her show that she does with, uh, with, um, just draw, just drew a blank. Um, John, John, why am I forgetting his name? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, just did that. Just did that. Why am I forgetting his name? Lynn, what's his name? John. I want to say Rex, but it's not Rex. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here Tuesday night. We've got an exciting show coming up for you tonight. But before we get started, I just want to do my little commercial plug here for Help Heal Humanity. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, no matter where you are in the planet, in the world, uh, people are struggling right now. And one of the things that I'm most passionate about, if you guys have watched the show for any length of time, is I'm passionate about us helping to heal humanity. Each and every one of us taking responsibility to heal ourselves and then share that gift with the world. So I'm a part of the uh, organization called Help Heal Humanity. Check us out at www.helphealhumanity.org. Uh, it's an amazing organization right now. We are recruiting for some board members. We're looking for a treasurer. We're looking for a marketing person. And we're looking for a grant writer. So if you are familiar or know of anybody who is familiar with that stuff in the nonprofit space, I would love for you guys to send me a message and let me know because we were looking to recruit. Help Heal Humanity is an amazing organization that I've been involved with for a couple of years now. Serena Buffalino has been on the show a few times. I'm sure you guys have seen her and uh, just a powerful, powerful organization. So we are recruiting your help, whether you want to volunteer, whether you want to donate, but all together, we need to all, all contribute to healing humanity, especially right now with everything that's going on in the world. So wherever you're at, I hope this message finds you well and rocking and rolling. Yes, Scott Jones, that's what it was. Sorry about that, Scott. I apologize. That's what happens when you're on camera and you're live in front of 10 million people. Uh, we got Teresa in the house. She says, hello from the East Coast to three of my favorite people. Teresa, thank you so much for being here. I love you. I love you. I love you. I already miss our conversations. Um, but anyways, we'll reconnect. We got Ray in the house. He's already putting up the uh, the, the banner right there, helphealhumanity.org. Thank you, brother Ray. Appreciate you guys being in the house. Hope that all of you are enjoying your week so far. It is Tuesday. And uh, the biggest thing we want to do for this show is to inspire you to think differently about your past, present, and your future, to start taking some chances, start taking some risk with your life, living your life on your terms. That's what we do here on the Ron and Scripted Show. And tonight I have two, two, two guests. Normally Chris only has one, but... We're going we're gonna to be welcoming here a, a powerful, dynamic uh, group of ladies who are impacting the world with their show, um, candidly speaking with uh, Shell and Kel. And uh, I'm excited for this conversation tonight. So you guys better fasten your seatbelt because uh, this is going to be an exciting conversation. So please welcome to the show, Shell and Kel. Welcome to the Ron and Scripted Show, guys. How are you doing this evening? Hey there. Hey there. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Oh, are you guys, are you guys Southern bells? 
I am now. <laughs> well, I know you went from you went from California to where did you move? You went to Georgia, right? Georgia. Yeah, yeah I'm a Georgia peach. Georgia peach. Yeah. You're a Georgia peach because uh, uh, and I saw I saw you got to connect with this lady recently, Teresa. Oh that yeah. was so yeah, cool. So much fun. She is I'm so jealous. We're all going to be meeting in Charlotte. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that's going to be great. Awesome. Yeah, and I am a uh, Southern born Southern Belle in Kentucky. So, but we have welcomed Kellen with open arms to the South. Well, she has given me lessons. So I have been a very good student. <laughs> what lessons, lessons have you learned on how to be a Southern Belle? Bourbon. That should be yeah. interesting. Well, the difference between all y'all and y'all is very important. And the other thing I learned is when somebody says, bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not what does that mean? Thing. That's not a good it's thing. It's not a good thing, y'all. No, it's not. Teresa told me <laughs> that. She goes, when the, when the Southern people say, bless your heart, that means that basically they're saying, go fuck yourself. You're like an idiot. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Like I when I, I, I was looking for moonshine at the grocery store. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> Not going to happen. No moonshine. Why not? Well, you can only buy beer and wine at the grocery store. You have to go to a pack, a package store, I think it's called. A liquor store? Party store. It's oh, called a package store. store. Or somebody's trunk in the parking lot of the grocery store. Yeah. Oh, right. that's how you guys roll, huh? That's yeah. right. In so, my moonshine. so you guys, you guys, uh, we got, uh, we got Darlene in the house. Thank you, Darlene, for being here from Florida. She's on the East Coast as well. Um, Teresa says here, uh, she is my, she's my neighbor. Like 40 be, minutes away. It's not even 40 minutes. Won't you be my neighbor? Isn't yep. it fun when you meet people that you met online and you finally meet them in person? Oh, like when I met Michelle for the first time, it was, what was that? What was that like? Well, she was at the airport sitting there on her phone and I videotaped me walking up to her. And she was, she was like, ah, she was so excited. Yeah, we, were in, we were in Kansas city. That was Kansas city. Yeah. What were you guys that, doing in Kansas city of all places? We all met like our mega mind group. Like Eric was there and George, who else? Tim, Eric Bam, George Henderson, Tim Lord. Um, None of them. Uh, who else was there? Who else? Um, well, that was all that mattered, right? <laughs> As long as you guys were there, that's all that matters, right? I just wanted to meet Michelle. I'm like, I have to meet Michelle because she is my sister yeah, from another. It was a mother. good time. It was a good time. So talk to us and about that. That is when we I, debuted I, our show. I, that is. That was the first Shell and Kel show. Was in at a pizza restaurant in Kansas City. Wow! And you guys just met during COVID, right? Yeah. Talk to us about that. Tell me the story. Well, Michelle, I was intimidated by her because <laughs> she's so gorgeous and she was so smart. Oh yeah. It's true. I was like, oh my God. I hope she and y'all, I do need to apologize for my lighting. I promise I do have some color. I look like that, I don't know, that chick on, um, what's that, Narnia? You know, the snow witch lady. I, I promise I have some color, so my apologies. It's you're not, not a snow witch lady. We no, know. I don't even know you. Like I know you're, you're a sweetheart. She's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys, so how did you guys meet over during COVID? And then all of a sudden decided to do a show together. Kellen decided. I did. I said, let's do a yeah. show. We originally yeah. were going to do a show about how to make whoopie pies. Remember? We <laughs> were. But we we're initially, not- if you dial all the way back, Jeffrey Gittermer was doing a, still is doing a daily broadcast at 9.59 a.m. And so a, a group of us, 
you know, hundreds of people watched that, but a group of us formed together and started a, a mastermind group. And that came down to a core group of about 12 people. It's a, it's a larger group than that, but a, a core of about 12. Um, and Kel and I were part of that. And so that's how all of this magic and, began. And we speak every day. We the, do. The core of us. We speak every we day. We the 12 of you guys speak every day, like talk yeah. or, or there is a continuous thread, continuous yeah. um, chat going. We have a Facebook page that we initially communicated with each other on that has kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. And it's pretty much now there's a LinkedIn um, chat that runs and then there's a Facebook chat that runs and it's business uh, sharing. It's uh, we call it crush, crush and, and brag. brag. If we do something and, and we want to brag about it and we all lift each other up, support each other because we all get it. There's no jealousy. It's everyone is pulling for, you know, everyone's pulling for everyone else. There's mm. no jealousy. Everyone wants everyone to win and we'll bounce ideas off of each other. We will brainstorm together, maybe do some troubleshooting. And then, you know, we celebrate victories in our personal lives as well or heartaches. You know, we, we, we share the heartache with each other. It's just, it's a really neat group of people. I mean, we've had it all. We've had births, deaths, successes, new jobs, loss of jobs. Um, but we're, we're, we've I think always been in marriages. There've been a couple divorces. Yeah. Marriages. Yeah. How no, long has this been going on? A year? A year and a half, isn't it? It's almost you guys cause divorces? Yeah. No, <laughs> have a of divorces. I can only wish for a divorce. <laughs> Why? Why would you want to wish for I've been separated for 13 years. I'm like ready for divorce. I just would love a divorce. <laughs> You've been separated. You guys are all over the place. Wait, wait. I don't know. <laughs> separated for 13 years and not divorced? You said, hold on, Christopher. That's what you said when you introduced us. Hold on. <laughs> Everybody put your seatbelt on. Put That's your right. seatbelt on. I love it. I love it. So you, so you guys met during COVID. Talk to us about that. You know, one of the things I love talking to people about is just the fact of what we have all experienced during COVID, our personal experiences, our relationship experiences. Talk to us, uh, both of you, about what your experience has been during COVID and what you've learned the most for yourself personally. I've probably met the most genuine group of people of my life. I mean, people that know more about me than my family. Seriously. Wow. Um, people that... I can tell deepest, darkest secrets, um, share insecurities. Um, the, it's just an amazing group of people. And then they're fun. We have so much fun. Like we love to make fun of Michelle when she did her first video, her first live video. Cause that we had our mega mind page so that we could practice there so that we wouldn't embarrass ourselves in front of the world. We would embarrass ourselves there first. And, but even, even as goofy and crazy and fun as her first video was, we love her and we supported her and we helped, we helped her. Right. Didn't we help you, Michelle? You did. You did. And it's interesting that these relationships that we have are with people that, you know, perhaps you've only seen face to face once or twice, if at all. And mm -hmm. I think that if you would have told any of us, you know, three years ago that you could have a relationship such as this, you know, I don't think I wouldn't have believed you, you know, I, I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't a virtual relationship? Having, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, having this close of a relationship without seeing the person is unheard mm -hmm. of. I mean, right. in my life it was. Oh, wow. I've had lots of those in my life, but that's, that's cool. You had that realization. Yeah. <clears throat> 
So what, sure. what has been the big, big, biggest learning lessons for you both in during this time? Um, you go, Michelle. Okay, I'll go. Um, huge lessons for me, both personally and professionally. Professionally, I have tripled my business since the pandemic. Okay. Wow. Tripled, tripled. And I'm, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that I was doing very well before the pandemic. Okay. So I think that I had a realization um, of what I was capable of, of what I could do if I really um, dug deep into what trusted myself. I did have the support, you know, of, of others like we've spoken about already and thought, you know what, this is the time. Um, I, I worked from home just for about six weeks. I said, let's take this time. I worked probably about 16 hours a day. Uh, taking uh, online classes, you know, going through courses, that kind of thing, planning, 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 and then putting those plans into action. And you know what? It worked. It worked. I sell temporary staffing. I'm vice president of a, of a full service HR firm. Wow. And it worked. And I have continued to, to build on that. And there is no, no turning back. Um, I have, I do sales and operations, but I have already sold more this year than I sold in all of 2018 and 2019 put together. So wow. I'm not saying, oh, look at me. Oh, look at me. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's what you can do when you do it, when you come up with a plan and you stick to it and you trust yourself to do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. You trust yourself to do it. So I had just never done it. I had done enough to get by. Um, I always joke and say, I like to wear $35 mascara. Okay. I do. Is that I made enough to do that. <laughs> so, you know, I, I wanted a little bit more than that. And so through some work, I was able to do that personally. Same kind of thing. I wanted more. So I made a huge change. Okay, changed the situation that I had been in for, which is interesting because, and Kelly knows, I have not spoken publicly about this. Okay, mm. I breaking news on the Ron and Scripted show. Yes, breaking news right here. Um, tell all on Christopher Roush um, ended a marriage that is thirty years old. Okay? Whoa, yeah, it's a long time, wow. and we are still we are still measuring counting um, the age of my divorce in days at this point. Okay. It's final, but it's still days old. I am not advocating divorce. I'm not saying to do that. I'm saying that I realized that I needed to do what I needed to do. Okay. It, mm -hmm. it was not related to success at work. None of that. Okay. But it was related to, I need to take care of myself and I did have a newfound, I guess, I, I want to say confidence, although that's not really the word. Uh, maybe um, self-assurance. Does that mean the same thing? I don't, I don't know. Um, mm, but trusted. Yeah. Like more like a, an awakening? Was it an awakening? Maybe, maybe awakening, epiphany. I don't know that I could do this myself. And, you know, the next birthday that I have is going to be a, very significant birthday 
Um, You're going to be 40? Yes. I'm going yeah, to be 45. <laughs> I love you, Christopher. Yes. Um, so, you know, I've got more behind me than I have ahead of me at this point. So, uh, and again, please don't, I'm not saying, oh, go leave your husband. That is not at all what I'm saying. This has been 28 years in the making. Okay. And everybody's wow. happier about it. My kids are happier. My ex-husband's happier. Everybody's happier because this, this wasn't doing anyone any good. So right. is that a result of the pandemic? Kind of, because I really took that time to, to reflect and do like a deep dive into what Michelle is about now versus, you know, 25 year old Michelle's 25. When I got married, he said it would be 30 years in June. So do that math. I so. can't do math. <laughs> Good. Good. Don't, yeah, don't try. So anyway, so you, you said 28 years in the making. So you, so basically after two years of marriage, you already had a feeling that it wasn't the right situation. Oh yeah. Oh, I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Wow. But you know what, Christopher? Here's the here's the thing, and and it's funny because you're talking about you know being being yourself and and not being anything that's fake or not. That is the way I have basically spent my life because I have always been. I'm an only child. We've talked about this a lot on on Shell and Kel. When you're an only child, it's wonderful because you get all the attention. When you're an only child, it's horrible because you get all the attention. Okay. So, and no, I'm not going back because I had a wonderful childhood. I'm living with my parents right now. Okay. Because I left home and came here. Okay. I always did everything exactly the way I was supposed to do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Straight A's. This, 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 exactly. Go to high school, get a full ride scholarship to college graduate with a 4-0, get married, <laughs> because I, you know, down to married four years, you have a boy, then you have a girl because that's the, that's the order that you do things in, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, it, it was, this was not expected of me. So it was, and I know that sounds so wow, wow, you know, oh really that that's so, that's so rough, but it, oh. but it kind of was, it was against everything that I was ever, brought up to do you know I was I, you expected of you exactly you don't disappoint people you do exactly what you're supposed to do and mm -hmm. I was tired of doing that and the funny thing is when I broke away from that it was okay it was okay and everybody said okay we thought you would have done that 25 years ago you know what took you so long okay great so that is not at all what you asked me. You asked me what I learned from the pandemic. <laughs> so you got your right on that one, Christopher. <laughs> That's why it's the wrong unscripted show because I That's pull, right. I pull right. more I pull more stuff out of people than they that expect. That is Usually. right. But so you so know, but it. now it's all good. Yesterday I bought a house, so I mean, you know, I'm excited. Go girl. I'm like doing big girl stuff, you know. So she calls me. She goes, I feel like an adult now. <laughs> I do. I I'm do. adulted. I'm adulted. I'm adulted. No, yeah. what, 
you know what you're talking about. You what you're talking about is regret. I mean, we, we kind of said the word before, but for me, what you're describing is what they wrote in the uh, the five regrets of the dying. It's an amazing book. I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Mm-hmm. But the number one regret from this hospice nurse that sat with all these people who had passed away was they regretted not living the life they wanted to live, that they lived the life that they had to live. And right. so I think prescriptively, all of us are somewhat conditioned in our early years to be people pleasers. You know, as long as I have everybody's approval, as long as everybody's happy, then then I'm good. And as long as we keep the plate spinning and keep everybody happy, then then everything's good. But then we realize that we wake up one day. That's why I called it an awakening because I had a feeling what you were talking about. We have this epiphany. We're like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm, I'm keeping everybody else happy. I'm miserable. I'm suffering. I don't like my life, but everybody else seems to be happy. What is it? What is it that I need to do and shift around that 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 perspective to to not feel selfish about taking care of yourself and not having you know being afraid of what people might say and, and truly living into your life? I mean, I can imagine the stress that that's been relieved off of your off, off of your soul in doing yeah. this. Yeah, and like I said, it's been okay. All of the worst fears that I have, you know that that was for nothing. It's been okay, and you know what? If it, if it's not okay, that's okay too. If there's somebody who I'm, I'm, I'm over that. Like I said, I'm going to be 55 years old. And I said, that's a magic birthday because that's when, you know, the commercials on TV, if you're 55 or older, <laughs> this is so July. Life is over as you know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I got an so, AARP envelope in the mail when I turned 50 and I was like, wait a minute. I still got a few more years for this. I, yeah. They send it early just to freak you out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, you know, I'm good. But again, please understand that I'm not saying go leave your spouse. I'm not saying that. I am a huge fan of marriage. My parents have been married 57 years. They were high school sweethearts. They are the perfect example of such a tender, loving relationship. They are still madly, you know, wildly, passionately in love with each other. And, you know, that's what, you know, I long for. I think that's what we all long for. And, you know, maybe one of these days I'll have that. It's not what I had, but we'll see. That's beautiful. And I, and I, and I love that you're, 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 you're clarifying that for other people not to be, be misunderstood, but what is it that you're actually saying? What would you say if, if there's people out there who are living a life that they're not happy with, they're doing things for other people, they're making everybody else happy, but they're miserable inside of themselves. What would you say are the first couple of steps that they need to do to be able to take that step to be able to correct that? You know, just, just take a, take a really long, hard look. And and I mean, all of it, because I'm going to tell you, Christopher, I am the world's best or, or worst, however you want to look at it. You know, I'll look at all of this stuff, but then I get to the part that's icky, you know, right. and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to look at that later, or I'm going to push this a little bit back and maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we'll come back, you know, next Tuesday, I'll worry about that. You know, that's, that's the what Sunday I'm game. really good at. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that. I also, um, I am a person of very strong faith. I prayed about it. Um, This was not something that I was, uh, you know, brought up to believe is something that you do. Uh, You know, divorce is not an option. You know, I stood in front of 572 people and pledged myself to this man, you know, until I died. That didn't work out. And I'm really sorry about that. But it, but it didn't. So, um, and I also, you know, I'm not, I don't like to fail at stuff and this is, you know, it, it, it didn't work. So, I mean, do you mark it as a failure? Yeah, mm. I guess, because it didn't work. I, I don't know, mm. but I'm okay. Regardless if it is, or if it isn't, I'm okay with that. If I need to just take that one on the chin, then I will. 
I've got other things to do, you know, other, other little adventures, you know, so here we go. So, but, but to answer your question, just think about it. You, you know, like I said, I, I, been working on this for 28 years. So obviously, I mean, I don't want to say that my best years are behind me, but I'm nope. going to be 50. They're starting. They're just well, starting. I hope, just but starting. I'm going to tell you, you know, I, I understand that in 10 years, I'm going to be 65, you know, as opposed to 10 years ago when I was 45. So, you know, I got to a point where I said, you know what, I've, I've, I've put enough into this. My kids are now grown. My my baby is 19. And you know, the kids were fine. And I say that even, even though they're adults, I know that it impacts them. But you know what? If I thought I was fooling anybody, which I thought I was, I wouldn't fool anybody. I wouldn't fool anybody, you know. So well, I love it. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because I know that that's a challenging situation to be facing. I've, I've helped a lot it of people is. go through those situations and it's well, ultimately just about owning who it is that you are, where it is that you are in your journey and looking forward to each day subsequently to live as much as you possibly can in those days. And in those moments, not to have any future regrets. I mean, that's the way I see it. What yeah. about you, Kellen? What do you think? Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I just like Michelle, I lived my whole life pleasing people, my father-in-law, what I thought people were expecting me to do. And yeah, I mean, talk about leap of faith. I mean, I decided to trust my intuition and leave California. I mean, I packed up my three pugs and my mom and drove 2,200 miles across the United States to a house that I bought without even looking at. <laughs> I watched it. you do that process too. I know. I can and, never do that. But it was the best thing I ever did because it's the first time in my life I listened to what I wanted to do, what my desire was and not doing it to please somebody else. And I, I love being here. I mean, I couldn't be happier. I love my home. I love this area. And the pugs are super happy. They're super happy. They frolic. They fr <laughs> frolic. Oh, they frolic. I have frolicking pugs. The frolicking pugs. Um, Teresa says here, yay you, Michelle, Jesse, Vincent. Aw, um, thanks, girl. I love you. And uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Teresa says here, life is too short. Um, what other comments we got going on here? Robert says, wow, we got Joe in the house. What's up, Joe? Thank you for being here and spending your time with us. By the way, guys, we take uh, questions and, and comments. So please feel free to uh, engage with us. Robert says here, does it make a difference that you are working for your own dream? Heck to the yeah. Heck to the yeah. I mean, I was a commercial real estate broker for 17 years. I hated every minute of it. And I did it. It was a deathbed promise for my father-in-law. I promised him I would take care of the family business. And, you know, and I did that, but finally it just, it sucked all the life out of me. And now I make cards and I make people happy and I make people, you know, they impact their clients and their people. And it, I know it sounds kind of silly. Cards but wow. You haven't taken them out of the package. I save them. They sit here right here. I love them. They're beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I hoard them too. I have a sitting on my desk. I have a sitting on my desk. You need to mail them to people that mean things to you. No, I love them. They're pretty. My whole mission. They're pretty. I'll 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 do that. I just like I think they're. You know where to get more. Okay. Duh duh duh. Um, does it make a difference in working for your own dream? That's come on, Robert. You know the answer to that question. Um. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, during the pandemic, I started a business who does that. But I think with the help of the master, you know, our mastermind group, 
I, I couldn't have done it without them because I trusted my intuition, but I still needed that, that validation. And Said can, you hear Max? can you hear Max? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, that's all right. Bring him on the camera. Trying to tear down the door like he normally does. So, oh, um, oh. But no, I mean, Teresa. Teresa says here, and you have great skincare. I do. <laughs> I have a fantastic skincare consultant. Y'all, you need to call Teresa because she yes. will pick you up. Yes, she will definitely do that. Um, let's see. I just want to see if there's any other comments. Uh, Teresa says here, you are amazing, Kellen Ann. I agree as well. Jacqueline Rose is in the house. What's up, Jacqueline? She says, life is too short, so take chances. Live like there is no tomorrow because tomorrow might be too late. Amen, amen, definitely. Robert says here, my grandpa used to say uh, he had no idea he was going to live so long. He left at 98, so you may have longer than you think. And honestly, to that point, Robert, this is the way I look at it, guys, and this is especially for you, Michelle, since you had mentioned this. Um, I look at it this way. I'm, I'm going to be 53 in a couple of weeks. And it absolutely blows my mind. But the way I look at it now is with technology and the way medical advances are, what if we live into our 120? What if what if that becomes the new normal now? When I think about my life, I'm supposed to live to 99. Yeah. None of my family has lived under 99. That's crazy. So when you think yeah, about that, your life could just be getting started right now. So so many people are sitting there thinking like, like I coached a, a lady last year, she was 69 years old and she's like, Oh, you know, it's too late for me. And I'm like, the fuck it's too late. I'm like, come on, let's go. She got married a year later. I mean, ah. like, let's, let's rock. I mean, it's all about what it is that you guys want to do with your life. And so I think that's, I think that's incredible because with technology and everything else, if we live to be 120, the way I look at it, I've learned so much in my life that now at 50, nearly 53, I'm excited because now I get to take all that and use it for my dreams. You know, I did the same thing as you guys did. I, I pretended to be everybody else that, you know, to make everybody else happy and make your do all this and, and all that shit and not, and, and pretend to be somebody I wasn't. And then uh, a couple of years ago when I left corporate, I was like, I'm just going to be the no excuses coach. I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to be me. And if I attract whatever people I attract, then great. Whatever people I have to wish well, that's so be it. And it's been an amazing, amazing aspect of my life that, that I've learned during COVID is just to surrender and just to let go of, of the results and everything else and let go of the egoic bullshit that we, we tack onto ourselves because we want that validation and everything else. When realistically, when we're happy with who we are inside, that is all that matters. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amen. And I remember going to your birthday party a year ago. My birthday party. You had like a Zoom birthday party or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Lynn did that. She um she uh-huh. she um she got a bunch of people's videos. Yeah, that was cool. That was already a year ago. Oh my god. No, that's crazy. So so you guys can so you guys met and you combine forces and now you do candidly speaking uh, with Shell and Kel. Talk to us about what the intention is of that show and what is it you really want humanity to to wake up to. Girls talk with a purpose. Girl okay. That's our t- Okay. What we originally had in mind is not really what has happened with the show. Okay. Not surprised. We originally intended um, our, our target audience was professional females. Okay. Um, not that we did not intend to ever have male guests. You know, of course not, but our, our target audience was professional females. What is it? Probably 80% Kellen of our audience is male. 40 to 57 years old. Yeah. 40 to 57 year old males. Yeah. You got it it nailed. I know. Well, (laughs) they must want to know about moisturizer. I don't know. 
But it's funny. And we have uh, usually, you know, there's a there's typically a, a sales ish kind right. of spin. There's always a, you know, a, a business, um, some kind of a business aspect um, to the show. But we've had some heavy hitters. We've had um, Jen Gittimer, Jeffrey Gittimer. Jen Gittimer's been on a couple of times. Uh, last week, we had Larry Levine. The week before that, we had Ken Walls. We've had some some really interesting, really um, very well-known people. Uh, I think maybe Christopher Rausch, maybe. Have I been on yet? I can't remember. Have I? Yeah. I've done something. You weren't on my show. On I was on Kellen's show. But you are going to be on our show. Wait, I think yes. you're on the schedule. You to say something one time? You came on because the reason I remember is you asked if you could cuss. I remember that, Christopher. You came on and said, like, I think it was when Teresa, when maybe when Teresa Silcox was on. Oh, okay. Am I making that up? I don't think so. I don't remember. Oh, oh, yeah, she was on there too because yeah, I, 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 I we got you know yeah. we got Don Mann from the original Seal Team Six. He's going to be yeah. on, and then we got some, really, really some cool TikTok people. phenoms coming on like Caitlin yeah. and Tiptoe, the hundred and seventy five pound tortoise. I mean, I mean, there is a diverse group of people that we have on this show. Sean is I the mean, scheduler. I know. So, you never know what I'm going to bring up. <laughs> she just tells me that I'm like, okay, a, a what? A three hundred year old tortoise? What'd you say? So. Yeah, well, and then but it's interesting because it just kind of morphed into its own little thing. So, so we have a thirteen-year-old next week who's a Bob Proctor. Tomorrow night is a thirteen-year-old boy. <laughs> he's a dog. He's a phenom. He's a thirteen-year-old certified Bob Proctor coach, and he's doing a mastermind on habit forming with his dad. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. I'm like, I was never that. I was never an overachiever. Yeah, he teaches like you how to do scary goals. So he's yeah. 13 years old. He's 13 years old. That is awesome. Well, Kellen told me 13 years old. I'm going to tell you, I rolled my eyes. I was like, seriously? I know. She was like, I don't know what to talk to a 13-year-old boy about except 13-year-old girls. I mean, what? You but know, he's got so much to talk about between that and his yeah. photography he's, and art he's and it. mastermind class. What 13-year-old yep. has a mastermind class? That I was playing with Barbies when I was 13. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta live your childhood. I mean, that's one thing I see about kids that get into stuff when they're young, especially childhood actors. I have a few friends of mine that were childhood actors, and um, yeah, you you gotta you gotta you gotta have time and space for every aspect of your journey, and especially at that time. I mean, I hope he's 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 involved in yeah. in boy yeah. stuff and and doing all that stuff because yeah. Yeah, you gotta too. lose sight of that. Me too, but I was I was absolutely still playing with Barbies. I may not have told anyone, but I was most of so what have you guys, so, so from these amazing guests, what have you both learned from the guests that you can, you can remember and you can think about like, wow, that was an aha moment when that guest said that. You know, There's one of the things that, that, that I learned from, and this has been fairly recently, but that I learned from Jen Gittimer. And we just talked about this the other day, Kellen. Mm-hmm. And, but I can't remember the words that she used for it. And I couldn't remember the the other day, but it's, oh, it's about. It's about, it's basically weak speech. Don't like when you say, say just, well, don't I just think this is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say, I think this, just say it. Mm-hmm. Don't say you think it. Don't say, well, I just, that immediately, you know, minimizes your it thought. Your thought doesn't need to be. And I love that. Um, and like I said, that's one of many, many, but I find myself doing that. Um, I think particularly when I write, 
when I when I send you know a, a written communication, an email or something to a client, you know, I just wanted to you know I reach out something. Yeah, don't do that. I think. And then I remember saying to her, sometimes I don't even say. I think sometimes I say I would like to think. So right. I am so lame that I don't even think something. I would just like to think something. That's ridiculous. I'm better than that. And so are you. So don't do that. Yes. Do that. Yes. The words that you say to yourself are so massively important. There's a great book out there actually called what not to say when you talk to yourself. I think it's, I think that's what it is. It's amazing. Cause I mean, the words have so much power when the, whoever came up with sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me was a dumbass. Um, because words, words have so much power and so much meaning, especially when we use them on ourselves, right. you know? So that's one of the big things I coach people on is to be able to really be selective in the words that they're using, because it's going to create a, a perception of your confidence in how you say those things. So I, I, I applaud that big time. It's, you got to yeah, own those things. You got to say them with certainty. Yeah, you know, 25 years ago, minimizing speech. Thank you, Teresa. It is minimizing speech. That minimizing is <laughs> But 25 years ago, I had a lady tell me that you're the worst writer I've ever met. And I never wrote again. And now, you know, my book's coming out in March, end of March. And it's like, <laughs> I showed her, I wrote a book. <laughs> What's your book about? It's called Wagmore. And it's life lessons learned from the pugs. And it's tongue in cheek and it's, I've been told it's very funny. So nice. So what, what are a couple of the lessons that, uh, from a pug's perspective that we adults should know? Like the art of relaxation. Um, I did the scientific stuff where I did a Myers-Briggs test on myself, my daughter and the person who owned the Loretta, the pug. And then I had, we each took the test as if we were the pugs and we were within 3% of being matches. And it's, I mean, we did the scientific part of it. And that part of my book is like the most scientific part of it, but it's, it's hilarious. And it, it's so funny that like Rocco and I are like within like 93%, the same personality and Rocco is my boy. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you answer those questions, honestly? No, we did. I did. I said, be as honest as you can. My daughter even took it and I had to help her because she was young at the time. And I, I had asked her the question. I go, what do you think? I go, how do you think that um, Gus would answer this question? And she goes, I think he would say it was hilarious. I mean, we, we were laughing so hard, but it talks about communication and love and relaxation. And it's just, it's a tongue in cheek, fun book, but I did. I learned a lot of great things from the dogs. That's awesome. I love it. I mean, animals are so amazing in what they teach us. I mean, for me, you know, my, I've had animals all my entire life. And the thing that I learned from them is to love, just to love. Like when I come through the door, my dog, I have a 110 pound Doberman. When I come through the door, I could be gone for 20 minutes and he greets me like he hasn't seen me in 10 years. If people did that with other people, can you imagine how strong relationships will really become? If you, if you started greeting people like, Oh my God, I'm so excited to see you, but usually like, Hey, what's up? Or, you know, so I've learned that, you know, just to love, just to be in a state of love because we can be only authentic. be in two states. I mean, be authentic love, with love it. or fear. Yeah. Just be authentic. I mean, just be real. That's my mm. word of the year. Authentic. So as you know, from my Facebook posts, <laughs> I've been pretty, pretty raw and authentic this year so far. <laughs> So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what, what prompted you to, to start being more public with some of your vulnerabilities, because I, I personally think vulnerability is a massive strength. I don't care what anybody says. Being vulnerable is owning your space. So mad respect to you. Uh, what prompted that? A, it felt good to get it out. And I, I was told to 
when you're feeling frustrated, write it out, write it out. But I thought, what good is it just writing it or typing it into Evernote or whatever you use to write your stories? I thought if I put it out there and shared it, if, if one person could relate with it and they could feel the pain and I could know that I feel the pain for them, then mm. I thought, you know, job is done. I've helped somebody. And I try to offer, I try to put it tongue in cheek. That's how I write. Just kind of fun. Like tonight, like I talked about my Captain Crunch diet. This today was the, the story about my Captain Crunch diet where I was a vegetarian for two weeks and that's what I ate. And so I try to make it fun, but yeah. it's also, there's like lessons in there just kind of snuck in and hopefully that, you know, people are learning something from it and, and know that they have somebody that's validating what they're going through and, you know, making them not feel weird for feeling the way they did. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love that. That's, that's one thing that I teach. I do a, a, a weekly men's group on clubhouse. And one of the big things that people used to say about me is like, you know, you're Chris, you're so vulnerable, but yet you're, you're honest and you're a dude's dude and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you know, for me, the power of vulnerability and, and I have to owe it to uh, Dr. Brene Brown. We know, we know Brene Brown. Um, when I listened to one of her, um, seminars, it was on audible. It was like a five day seminar. I was blown away. I was like, Oh my God. And I've been, I was hiding stuff and I was pretending to be all this and all that. And people say, Oh man, Chris, it's, it must be so nice to be, you always have so much energy and you're always so positive. And I would never say like, no, you guys don't understand. I go for walks where I have to pump myself up because I'm depressed. Exactly. And, exactly. and, there, and so once I started doing that, the connection factor, the connection factor with people, especially my clients rose like tremendously. And people were like, Oh my God, I got private messages all the time. Like Chris, I never knew that about you. And so now I'm, you guys know, I'm just an open book. I'm just raw and vulnerable. If I have good days, bad days, if I'm the no excuses coach, if I, whatever it might be, I'm just being real because so much more now than ever, we need that connectedness. We need to know that not everybody's got it figured out and we're all fucked up in a certain amount of way. And that together, together when we have the right people around us, like you guys have demonstrated having that mastermind, there's nothing we can't accomplish. When we have the right people around ourselves, we're willing to get dirty. We're willing to get vulnerable. We're willing to take risks like you're doing, Michelle. Um, and you did too. I mean, Kellen, I'm, I keep getting confused between your real names and Shell and Kel. Um, and you did that too. I mean, you know, picking up and moving across country, that's phenomenal. I mean, so many people right now can take lessons of that. So, so thank you for being um, the the spokespeople for that. Uh, what has been what has been some of the fallout as far as you know with your family or friends and being more vulnerable and being more public with your your vulnerabilities? Have you gotten any backlash on that? Well, my mom's not on Facebook, and she's really all that I have. So, <laughs> I'll tell you a nice story though. My cousin Laura, who is. I know, she's maybe 10 years younger than me. I'm not sure. But I learned from her, from my stories, that I actually inspired her to play her violin. And I never knew that about, I never knew that. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, yeah. She goes, when, you know, cause I, I played the violin for 30 something years and, wow. and she's, she's, she started playing at her church maybe 10 years ago. And she goes, you inspired me to do that. And I, that just made my heart. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Like, but I never knew that, but because I wrote this story, she actually, you know, reached out to me and we were talking She's, yeah, thanks for inspiring me to do that. And I'm like, wow, you know, you're inspiring people. You don't even know you're doing it. So yes. just remember that. <laughs> Yes. What about you, Shell? What, what, what's been, what's been the outcome of, of doing We kind of talked about it a little bit before, but have you had anybody reach out to you like, Oh, Hey, I'm in a marriage that's been a long time. And has, has, have people been reaching out to you for advice? Well, you know, um, 
Christopher, that I guess remains to be seen because, you know, as, as I said, that that was breaking news here live on your show. So oh, okay. um, nobody really knows about that. Um, the You know, the, the guys in, in Megamind know, and um, that's really it. Um, I have not put anything on Facebook you know, just like my, my personal Facebook page is never, my Facebook page has never had my relationship status on there. Um, I am Facebook friends with my, ex, with my ex-husband and we probably share, oh goodness, 300 mutual friends, you know, and I think everybody has probably figured that out, you know, by now, but there's been no, you know, I have not made an announcement. He put something on, um, you know, the, the day, I guess the day our divorce was final, which was just a week before last. And it, it was something like, um, and I'm going to misquote it, but, you know, if, if someone walks away from you, it, you know, it, it doesn't mean that that's a, a, it doesn't make, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means that they're no longer a part of your story or that, that, their, that chapter of your life that includes them is, is finished or, or whatever it said, something to that effect. So he put that on there and, you know, a couple of people, you know, put something, but like I said, no big statement. Hey, da, 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 da. but I've never had married single anything on there. So yeah, mm. we'll, we'll see. Well, I, I don't even know. I have to check and see if I have anything. I don't know. <laughs> relationship with pugs. Actually, yeah, I have a relationship with pugs. Uh, and Andrew's with us and he says, uh, they call it puppy love unconditional. And he said, here, he's a, he's a, he's a smart ass. He says, Pug me in, LOL. <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, let me see if we have any other comments we want to, um, we want to capture here. Um, yeah. Uh, Teresa says here, minimizing speech so hard to keep from yeah. doing it. Um, it is. Yes, yes, yes. It's a battle. I mean, even when I'm typing emails, I have to backspace and okay, no, no, I don't need to yeah. This is what you need. So, right. you but got, everybody, yeah, pay that. attention to that. You'll you'll be surprised how frequently you do it. I'll bet. I mm -hmm. was. I mean, you guys are you guys are just on the on the next phase of your life. What is it that you're most excited about in the next coming year? Of what it is that you're going to be doing personally and professionally? Kelly. Well, I am on this um, little journey, as you know. <laughs> I've been, I've been so concentrating on my business and my daughter and my mother. And this year I'm focusing on myself and taking care of myself better. So nice. whether it's through exercise or I've just started, well, you saw what I cooked in my post. So, I mean, I look like a freaking gourmet cook right now, but I'm not, I can't cook, but this, this dish that I made. Spaghetti last, meatballs. You can make spaghetti huh? meatballs. Yeah, I can make spaghetti and meatballs. That's about it. But I'm trying to do some healthier things. And that's what, so I'll be putting some pictures on some stuff. That, but it's mainly with me, it's going to be self taking care of myself. Nice. I love that. And that begins with the words you say and the things that you do. One of the things I found was beneficial for me in that journey when I was going through that is waking up with the setting the intention for the day of who it is that I wanted to be. Like rather than I got to be this for these people. And especially when I left corporate was setting the intention of just being me and just loving on me and doing things because I wanted to do them and because I get to do them, not, not because I have to do them. And that was one of the things that I went through on my journey was I caught myself saying, well, I have to do this and I have to do this. And I started saying, do I have to do it? 
or am I making that a responsibility for myself to keep other people happy? This is something that I can delegate and just really learning um, not to over overstress myself by having too much on my plate for making everybody else happy and, well, being and, able not, to feeling guilt, and not feeling guilty about putting yourself first. Yes. You know, yes. Cool. Well, that's a big one, isn't it? Put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then assist your child thing. I never did that. I've always put the mask on my daughter first or my mom first or whoever. Yeah. So I'm getting the mask now. Nice. Um, what about you, Shell? Well, you know, I guess I've kind of already touched on that. You know, like I said, bought a house yesterday, excited about that. You know, and this is this is probably ridiculous. Um as I said, I'm 54 years old. I have never lived on my own before, ever. Whoa. Never. Never. That's exciting. So, yeah, it, it is exciting. So I, I am excited about that. I will be living by myself. You know, I, like I said, everything the way you're supposed to do it. Um, I did not go away to college. I went to the University of Louisville. I had a... Um, I had a room in the sorority house. Um, I was president of my sorority, Go Chi Omega, but I never stayed there because uh, I stayed home because that's what my parents wanted me to do. So um, I, I, you know, stayed here until I got married and then I moved into my husband's house. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I am excited about um, the work that I can do. And, and I mean, work, you know, my professional work. Um, and, you know, the thing is, I, I do that. I like to work. I do that just almost for pleasure. I, I like that. You know, it's, uh, I don't do it all the time. I'm not going to try to burn myself out, but I do like that I can, you know, do the training online and do those kinds of things and I can do it uninterrupted. And I know that makes me sound so incredibly exciting. I, I realize that, but that is how lame I am. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. So, you know, things, things like that. I'm looking to see how much further I can go with that. There's not really any further that I can go in my company. I'm, I'm kind of where, where I'm going to be, you know, while I ride that out. Um, right. But just, you know, the, the personal stuff. And like I said, I would love to get married again. That's not going to happen this year, you know, <laughs> uh, or next year probably. But um, I would be very interested in doing that because like I said, I'm a fan of, of that. And I would really like very much to have, um, and, and I sound like a 14 year old girl and, and I know that, but I would really like to have a relationship like my parents have. I would. So, um, you know, just putting that out there. If anybody there knows go. about it. Enjoy, enjoy this part because I'll tell you, there was nothing more fun than picking out my own bed. Because, you know, when I was married, I didn't pick out. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. So, I bought a bed. Did I tell you I bought a I bed? Know. I know. Okay. Listen to this. I bought a, it's pink. Pink, a pink velvet it's pink? bed. Oh, my God. It's like a Barbie bed. A pink, pink velvet. Come on. My oh, bedroom no. is like French blue. No man would ever pick French blue, but I love it. Because I, I, I mean, I was so excited to buy to pick out my I own furniture. My, yeah. my, my dining room table is from Paris. Who hell, you know, he would never what? say. Yeah, I know. I bought it. It's from Paris. It's like a, this most beautiful table that it's just. It's yeah. I buying yeah, your furniture. It, it's your choice. There's nothing like it. That that is awesome. I don't see you in a pink velvet bed, but I'm, I'm, you don't. 
Well, that's because I'm married, but uh, if, if I wasn't <laughs> married, you could see me in any bed. <laughs> I was a bad boy when I was young. Oh, I tell you, I'm, just, I'm excited about it. I am excited. That is so fun. Oh my God. And with your show, what is it that, what is it that you really want to accomplish? What is it that you want to, to teach people, especially now that you're identifying that you have a mostly male audience, what are some of the, the things that you would like most men to understand about women? That's a good question. Oh, that's a great question. Do we have question. an answer to that, Kellen? We need to I think about that. I don't know that we're wanting to teach anything because, you know, we're, we've been through this year and a half of self-help, do this class, read this book. And I was kind of self-helped out and I thought, well, let's just have some fun and, and, and interview some fun, interesting people who have, you know, incredible stories that are inspirational on whatever level and just share that with people so they could just have some entertainment. I mean, that was my goal. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying there wasn't, I don't think a goal to teach as much as it was to entertain and learning was just a bonus. If somebody learned something, it was a bonus. Yes, because we think we're absolutely hilarious. We don't know we if are. we are or not, but we think we are. We are. But the, the show does have a very, it is extremely casual, extremely, extremely casual. It's unscripted. Kind of yeah. like this, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you get surprised when you look up at the clock and go, wow, we've been talking for 52 minutes already. Holy cow. <laughs> It only you seems know, like three hours. Robert <laughs> says, wow, again, wow, again. Um, you guys are amazing. So, uh, but does anybody want to answer that question? Like wh really, what should men know? What should men know about relationships? Maybe, maybe uh, uh, a little bit from each of you. I don't know if I'm a good yeah, person. You know, I know. did put, a, I put quite a diatribe on my website or my Facebook. Yeah, awesome. Well, obviously I am not an, an, an expert on what men want. I have, I have just <laughs> closed the book saying, yeah, I wasn't able to figure it out. So I threw in the towel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and know. I just wrote what four, four, six paragraphs about being ghosted. So I would suggest so, if you're not yeah, going to talk to the person, what, maybe just let them know. <laughs> what, do, what do men, not 22 year old men, what do, what do middle-aged men want to know about middle-aged women? If anything, because we're not, yeah, never mind. What do middle-aged men want to know about middle-aged women? You can Not say it. You can say it. Huh? I said, you can say it. You were about to say something was like naughty well, or something like that. I was going to say, I'm not talking about middle-aged men who want to know something about 28-year-old women. Right. Oh, okay. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking gotcha. about, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> You guys are awesome. Where can people get a hold of you and and uh, get a hold of your show? I've got the uh, I've got the uh, link right here. I didn't want to put this in the banner. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna put the here in the comments so people can go to it, but they can go check out your show. Um, where else can people get a hold of you? Well, we're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. You guys can go um, to YouTube. We would like love that. to get some more subscribers. So if you guys would, yeah, everybody watches us on Facebook. They don't ever watch on YouTube. They never watch us on YouTube. We have like six YouTube subscribers, and our shows. <laughs> We have fifty. They really do. <laughs> We've broken like ten thousand before, which we thought we had hit the lottery, you know, when that happened. But um, yeah, ten thousand views. Wow, that's I awesome. We average like three thousand or something yeah, like that. Ten thousand was our biggest. So yeah, you know, we've got a, a Facebook page. Candidly speaking, with with Shell and Kel, if you want to reach out to us individually on Facebook, um, Kellen, your name on Facebook is Kellen Ann, right? Or is it Kellen yeah. Fisher? 
Yeah, because I was confusing everybody with my maiden name and my married name. And I just okay. got tired of people. Yeah. Ah. My name is Michelle Jesse Vincent. I guess it shall remain Michelle Jesse Vincent. Jesse's my maiden name, but I'm keeping Vincent stuck on there too. Awesome. 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 You guys are amazing. Uh, I'm going to set you backstage and uh, close out the show and then don't go anywhere. Cause I want to chat with you guys just for a few minutes, but this has been an awesome conversation. I want to have you guys back on again. I love the, the excitement. I want to go back and check out some of these, uh, these comments. You guys are electrifying. I'm so proud of both of you in everything that you're doing and, and, and really starting the first part of your life. I mean, the, the other part was, was, was training and now you get to live life on your terms. So whatever I can do to support you guys, please let me know. Cause I'm here for both of you. Um, what's funny is your, 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 your demographic is mostly men. My clients are mostly women. So usually my clients are anywhere between 30 and 60. Um, yeah, about 80% women, 20% guys. I'm actually probably, probably 90% women. Really? I don't know why. We love you. Oh, I love you guys too. Um, and uh, Teresa even says such an awesome show. She watched the whole thing. She never watches. Aww, all the shows. Thanks Teresa. We love you. Thank you, Teresa. Give Tate my best <laughs> and the three-legged kitty and the dog. And, um, Andrew's, Andrew's with us. He says, riding on the life, li riding on the life motorcycle ride. Yeah. You gotta, I mean, ride with your wind in the air your hair in the wind. Fuck. I can't even think right now. Um, but Robert says here, thank you, Christopher. Thank you. Shell and Cal. Uh, I'm going to place you backstage. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to finish out the show. Uh, and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 56 minutes of entertainment and insight. So what I want you guys to gain from this show is no matter where you're at in your journey, always consider that when you're just one decision away from changing the trajectory of where it is that you're going tomorrow. If you're in a relationship, if you're in a job, if you're in anything that does not bring you joy, then you need to take responsibility for identifying what it is that you could do to get out of that situation. <clears throat> and as we've heard from uh, both of these ladies tonight, you know, those decisions are not easy. They're not made um, momentarily. They're they're taken uh, sometimes for 28 years to think about it. But overall, we have to think about <clears throat> where it is where are, we are in our journey and what it is that we want most for our legacy and be able to identify that because I can guarantee you whatever it is that you're in to get out of that may be challenging and may be hard, but I can guarantee you it will be worth it. And I'm sure both of these ladies will be back on the Ron and Scripted show here in six months to a year talking about the men that they've met and the amazing lives that they have and the people that they're continuing to impact on their show. So I highly encourage you guys to go back and check that. If you guys are listening to this on the, uh, on the podcast, you guys can go <clears throat> to christopherrausch.com. You can find the video cast and you can connect with them as well. Uh, but uh, again, uh, you guys are so welcome. My amazing misfits for life. Uh, Nelly says here, thank you for this. An amazing show. You're most welcome. Andrew says, thanks everyone. Happy Valentine's. Appreciate you. Um, my message to you guys is to go out there and be the change that you bitch about. Go out there and let's find a way to reconnect with ourselves and reconnect with others because we are one humanity. And we can all help heal humanity, as I said in the beginning of the show, uh, by going to helphealhumanity.org. Go check that out, of course. Um, but let's all find constructive ways that we can wake up each and every day and find something that we can do to make this world a better place for not only ourselves, but for everybody else. Let's end the divisiveness. Let's end the bitching. Let's end the, the finger pointing and the blaming. And let's all collaborate together to see what we can do to help heal humanity and make this world a much better place for not only our kids, but our kids' kids. 
imagine this. Can you imagine this? That 20 years from now, they're writing in the history books of how the world changed positively back in 2023, 2024, and 2025, because we all got together and we fought to make a difference in the world in a positive way. So uh, I love you guys. Whatever I can do to support you guys, always reach out to the No Excuses Coach. I love you guys, Jacqueline. You are welcome. And uh, uh, I will always be me. That's all I can ever be from this point forward because I am no longer going to be anything else but me. So with that, love you guys. Ron and Scripted, we'll see you back here next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, your place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. I love you guys. We'll see you next time.